guys. Welcome to Urban Connect Podcast. We're excited to have you here uh, joining us today in this episode. Um, I'm here with my amazing co-host, Stephen Frankie. Uh, Stephen, director of Unite Phoenix and um, a huge, uh, making a huge impact here in the neighborhood. Uh, today, we're excited to have Joanne Sweeney um, as a guest of ours today and, and going to be interviewing her. So, uh, Stephen, you want to introduce... Joanne, and then we'll we'll turn the time over to her. Yeah, we're definitely excited about having Joanne on. She's a longtime family friend, really longtime friend to Nicole, uh, my wife, and um, she's with Jumpstart Ministries. Uh, about I think it's a year ago, maybe a little bit more. We went to this massive celebration uh, that was a surprise uh, to Miss Sweeney um, at a church in Chandler and um, celebrating 20 years, right? Yes. 20 years, yeah. So excited to have you on. Tell us about Jumpstart Ministries. I think that's really, really important about your family. Just give us a little background on you. Well, first of all, I want to say that I'm very excited for to be here. So thank you so much for the invite. And I love to talk about Jumpstart Ministries. We got started, like Stephen said, about 21 years ago. And I have to give a shout out to my husband because I, we've been married for 40 years. We've got three kids. They're all grown. I've got three daughter-in-laws and I've got six grandkids. I almost said eight. Maybe I'm being prophetic, Jeremiah Sweeney. No. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But, and so it also has always been a family affair with Jumpstart, even from the beginning. And when somebody came to the church and presented it, I suppose I should tell you what Jumpstart is. It's actually a sidewalk Sunday school. What we do is we take church to the streets, to the poor areas of a Chandler. Where we go actually is where the police said were the highest crimes and the highest poverty areas. And those are the areas that we we went to. We targeted two different neighborhoods, and now we have three different neighborhoods. The reason we started the third neighborhood is because so many kids were wanting to come that had moved in that area. I was ending up with so many kids in my van, I thought I was going to be arrested. And so I had to just start up another another site, which has been wonderful. So we literally take church to the street to these kids. But it's not just doing a Sunday school program. It's doing life with them. And because we've been doing it for so long, we really create the opportunity to be part of their life. We have had birthday parties and unfortunately funerals and weddings and baby dedications and seeing babies being born and all sorts of things that we really do life with them. And it's just been amazing to be able to see that. So that's that's what we do is we go to church to the streets. Now, one thing people ask me a lot is why? And why the longevity of it? A lot of times when people get excited about doing something, and I've seen it even through my volunteers, they do it for a short time. And people ask me, how can you do it for so long? And I have to tell you, every time the new season starts up again, I check it out with God. I say, okay, are we up or do I need to keep doing this? And every year, it's as soon as I get out there, I know without a doubt that this is what we need to continue to do. Wow. That's good. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, uh, man, I think, uh, I've not personally been to one of your sidewalk Sunday school events. I've, we've helped you with some different things and, yes. and I've seen pictures and, and man, if you're listening to this, um, just imagine, tell me if I'm, if I'm wrong on this, but just imagine a, a box truck, kind of a UPS style truck yes. pulling up in front of your house, right? You've yes. got, um, a fold down stage. Yes. So part of the, the side of the truck folds down. You guys lay tarps out. You have pop-up canopies and really have this mobile church. That's right? exactly right. And the kids yeah. come. And the and kids the come. Kid, the kids come. I do visitations the week before. And so the kids know what the incentive is. We give, we always give out treats and, you know, little prizes and things, Yeah. but they look forward to coming. And everybody always says it's like the Pied Piper. You pull up, you honk <laughs> the horn and here they come. Oh, and that's so cool. We, we average between 75 and 150 kids every Saturday. Of course, Christmas time, we gave out 300 Christmas gifts. Even during the COVID season, we followed the CDC guidelines, but we really met a lot of different needs, especially this year. It was pretty amazing how God showed up even during a difficult time. I know difficult times. I'm so impressed on continuing to do this because I myself was a bus kid. Hmm. I was raised in a horrible 
household, lots of abuse, no God, but somebody came knocking on my door, Mr. Egley. <laughs> Never forget him. And I had the privilege of seeing him before he died a couple of years ago. And I simply asked him, why did you come knocking on our door? He actually used a city bus to pick up the kids to take to church on Sunday. Can you imagine that? <laughs> a green old city bus. Oh man! Now I'm giving my age, people, but that's okay. <laughs> but he came and picked us up. And because of that, I always see myself and these little kiddos that come to church because there's hope. And no matter how difficult a situation is, God always brings hope. And I think that as we all look back this past year, there's been lots of difficulties. Even with myself, within serving God this past year, I've had so many different things happen. I fell delivering food, broke my ribs. And then a few months later, I fell and I broke both my feet. My granddaughter had a major surgery. I've been dealing with eye issues. But again, God has been so faithful to continue to bless. And as I go out, and that's what fuels me. People mm. a lot of times will tell me, you need to rest. You need to take care of yourself. You need to take a break. But if I do that, I'm actually more tired because I know that God has called me to go and to yeah. do. Yeah. Wow. Matt, you, you sit here and you tell all that with a smile, <laughs> right? You, you, you can see the joy in your eyes and, and you sit here with a smile on your face you know, talking about some of these challenges and, and some of these hardships. And, and we want to jump into to discussing some of that and, and dive a little bit more into how you endure through those, how you push through mm -hmm. those things. But um, maybe just for our listeners too, like you don't just do this on a Saturday. This is not just a Saturday thing for you. You pick up kids and you take them to church on Sunday. Yes. You go, you were sharing with us before we, we started recording here about being at a birthday party and, yes. and you go to these events. It's, it's part of your life. These families are part of your family, right? Yes. 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 Even this past week, take, we took, you know, our, the van was filled with 11 kids going to church and two different birthday parties and it is doing life and delivering food and visitations and they call up if they need prayer, if they're in the hospital, if they need diapers, whatever they need, we do life with them. Yeah, that's so cool. And and I know um, with this being a challenging year with the, mm -hmm. the pandemic and, and COVID and, and all these types of things, was it the, the school district reached out to you or, yes. or you partnered with the school district and were able to, to help distribute lunches? 50 children. So all the way from March until August, and the kids started going back to school, we actually delivered lunches to 50 children. We, we were out there about three days a week. And so we had a hundred different lunches in there and we went and delivered them. And it was just amazing. Yeah. Wow. Talk about God's goodness and just allowing you, the church, to come in and partner with the public school, right? Yes. Often yes. he gets this, he gets, has this track record of, of wanting nothing to do, right? With, with, the church and with Christianity or anything like that. And, and they're allowing you to be a part. Now, um, had this all taken place a year ago, um, that would have been some challenging things for you, right? Trying to deliver meals and trying to get all those things out. But it was in December of 2019. Yeah, she knows. <laughs> I remember. Uh, she knows where I'm going. <laughs> but, uh, but she actually received a yes. gift. What was I did. That gift? Oh my goodness. It was a transit van and it is amazing. Who knew but God that we were going to need to use this van to be able to deliver the meals, to be able to do the things that we needed to do. And that van has been used three, four or five times a week, filled with food or filled with children, taking them somewhere where they need to go, uh, meeting the needs of the neighborhood. And I'm just always amazed. I tell Stephen and you, and you too, Caleb, every time it's like, oh my goodness, I cannot believe how much we use this van. And a lot of times people think, you know, spiritual things of doing the ministry, but I'm telling you what people, it's the practical things that we as ministers need. Yeah. We needed a van and who, who but God knew that we were going to need this van so much this year. It has yeah. been a blessing. Yeah. Yeah, you went from a, a seven-passenger minivan to a 12-passenger big old yes. you know, van and and literally two months, three months. You got in December of 2019, mm -hmm. the pandemic kind of became a, a really big thing in, in yes. March. And so I guess, what was that? Four months prior, mm -hmm. God was already preparing you with the tools you needed, with the, with the resources you needed to reach the neighborhood. That's, wow. 
it's amazing to me because God wants us all to move forward. And if I wasn't continuing to move forward, he would not have been able to meet that need because I didn't know that what I was going to need. And God is always looking for people to do what they can do with what they have. And that's really where the true joy of the Lord comes from is being able to do what you can do with what you have. And the next step, God is always going to meet you. And that's when the true joy comes where you can persevere. Sometimes I got up, I'm like, it's 120 degrees today. I don't want to go deliver lunches. But (laughs) I knew that the kids, you know, in July was still hungry. And that's what we, you just, the need is the call. And sometimes people don't realize that. And I have to just check it with me. The need is the call when there's needs out there. And when you do the calling that God has called you to do, that's where the true joy comes from. And the strength to make it through, even with broken feet and things like that. I still, yeah. deliver, I still, I fell, I broke my feet and I still delivered my food before I went to the doctor. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I got milk in the back of this van. I did. It's going to spoil. <laughs> We've got to get this out of here before I go to the hospital. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. With, with uh, attributes of Joanne, just to let everybody know, uh, generous, caring, uh, joy mm-hmm. in which you mentioned, we mentioned it before the podcast. I, I, there's a lot of people out there that have similar lives where their lives, I don't know if you'd call it busy, but it's full, right? They have a lot. God's put a lot on their heart to do, yes. um, to accomplish. And, and maybe it's just even working and ministry is work sometimes for a lot of individuals. Uh, I'm really hoping Joanne, that you're able to reveal some of the secrets, you know, with that sustainable joy, uh, even in the midst of, of things, ailments, you know, things that are happening health, health wise, a pandemic, of course, anything else that else that's going on, how is that joy sustainable with you? It's obviously genuine. It is not just, you know, makeup or something like that, that you're putting on, like it's not manufactured. Mm -hmm. It's, it's genuine. Where does that come from? I think one thing that I do, a lot of people will say they'll do ministries when their kids are grown or they'll do ministries when this happened. There's a, I want to do, but not yet because, and even the scripture, when Jesus called people to come, they said, well, wait, I have to go bury my father. I have to go do this. And I have always made it a part of my life. I help take care of my grandkids a lot, but it doesn't stop me because when we serve the homeless, they come and they serve with me. And so I think it's part of who I am where it's a part of your life. It's not separate. The ministry that God has called us to is part of who we are. And I can't separate that. I'm going to do this, and then maybe I'll make time to be able to give. It's who you are, and it's continuing to do and to collaborate all parts of your life in it. Now, you do need to take time with for your family and to have a balance in everything, but it's not a whole separate compartment. It's who you do. Stephen, even this past Saturday when we did Unite Phoenix, you were out there with your wife and with your children. And a lot of people say, well, I'll go. I'll leave my kids. I don't want my kids to be exposed to that. My kids, you know, went, my own personal, my, my boys, and then my nephews who I raised, and then now my grandkids. And so we have, it's like the third generation of serving the homeless and with sidewalk. And I think also God is always faithful. There was a time when um, things happened um, in a church I was attending, and things were said, and we've all gone through, through those difficult times where I was on my face crying. I have never been so broken and so hurt. And sometimes it does come from the church. And I was just crying out to God. And I didn't know. It was like, have I missed it these years? Should I continue on? Should I not do it? What should I do? But God is always faithful to bring what we need at the time when we do hit those low points, if we look for them, and if we continue to move and not wallow in the self-pity. And I knew I had to pick myself up, go find some place to serve, and ask God what's the next step. Well, I went to Sprouts. And there was a young man serving me my chicken sausages that my husband liked. And I was a mess because I was crying all day and I was just a hot mess. But he said, he said, aren't you that church lady that does Jump Street, Jump Start? And I went, yeah. I go, yeah. He goes, and you had a son, Jeremiah. I said, yes. I go, so did you attend Jump Start? He goes, yeah. Over, and he told me where he lived. He goes, yeah. I said, well, how are you doing? And he just put his hands out. He goes, look, I'm doing fine. And it was like, it was God's stamp, like, get over yourself and continue to serve. 
And another time when I was wondering what God was, you know, where he would want me to go if he wanted me to continue again, it was a low point because we all have those low points. But if we look to see what God wants us to do, he's going to give us the joy and he's going to give us the inspiration. He's going to show us something to continue us to do what he has called us to do. I went to uh, a Goodwill. And the young man came out and he said, hey, aren't you a church lady? And I thought, like, what am I wearing? I don't even know. But it was, it was like, just, I go, well, I am, I do go to church. You know? I didn't just have jeans on. I didn't have like a bun in my hair or anything like that. And, but he, he actually went to Jumpstart as a child. And then I asked him his name. And he told me his name. And I said, did you live with your uncle? And I remember this kid because he was not a good kid. Mm. He, his favorite thing to do was to pee on my tarp. And we'd have to clean up. I mean, he oh, was honorary. But it's like, I remember you. <laughs> and I remember he taught me a, a lesson in humility and grace because I wasn't going to give him no treats that day. You know? <laughs> but he then helped us clean up and he got treats. And the next week he came and he was excited because his mama was coming home and I said, well, where, you know, did she go to the store? Well, no, she had been in jail and he's been living with some other relatives and this kid just needed love. And so I remember just really praying for him and he just, just showed me God's grace. Like, we don't know where people are coming from. And that was the same young man that I saw at the Goodwill. But what he said to me, he said, he goes, I remember you. And do you know, I sing, he's the Lord of the jungle, the song you taught me with my child. Wow. And so again, it was like, okay, we don't always get to see the difference that we make, but God calls us to, to go. He doesn't call us or make us responsible for the results. We mm. just need to go. And that's where the joy comes from is when I know that we're doing what God has called us to do and to be ready to do. And when the low comes to leave it at God's feet, don't just call up your best friend but bring it to the feet of the Lord first. Mm -hmm. And he is going to be able to speak to my heart. I'll talk personally because I know he does to my heart and to bring me where I need to be to be able to rekindle my love for him and to be able to go even with the hurts and even with the pain and to deal with it, but not to, to hide it, but to be real with people to be real with God first and then find the one person that you can talk with and talk it out. But don't let hurts and disappointments, the pandemic, you know, the COVID put us down where we will not continue to do what God has called us to do because that is where true depression comes and defeatfulness. And when you wallow in that, that swamp that gets even deeper and stronger hold on you where you can't get out and walk up to the mountaintop again. Yeah. Wow. So cool. I, man, the, just, just the hearing you say, you know, just two experiences where you were at a low point and God says, I'm still here. Yes. And, and you meet this young man at, at Sprouts, you meet this young man at, at Goodwill, uh, Goodwill <laughs> and, and, and it's God saying, I'm here. Yes. I, I'm with you. I remember, I see you keep working, keep going, keep doing, keep being, and, and how energizing that has to be for you and, and, and such a powerful moment in your life. And I, I'm sure that's not the only two experiences that no. you've seen or, or had that happen. And, and it's just, it's just this reminder from God, right? You know, we often talk about, man, I wish God would, would send me a letter and show me what to do, right? Or, or yes. I wish it would just pop up on my phone or I wish it would just be so visual or visible to me that I know without a doubt, right? He does. He does. Right? He does. He shows up at a Sprouts at a local grocery store and, and, and reminds you. And wow, that is, that's cool. That's powerful. Don't you love God's performance reviews? You know, I have performance <laughs> reviews at my job all the time. And sometimes I'll be honest, it's not something you look forward to, but with his, it's, it's examples of that. It's like, here, let me show you, let, let's not talk about mm -hmm. it. Let's, let me show you the impact, um, and, and what you've done through me, you know, over the last several years to impact many, many kids. Uh, it's the validation, you know, that you that you need and, and what will sustain you for the time to come, which is really amazing. 
Yes, I think I know that God sees every one of us, and if we ask Him, that there is something for us to do, each one of us. Sometimes it's not on the grand scale. For me, it's not. You know, I just go do what I do. But there is something in us that that is calling out to be to, to be able to do God's will, and we just need to step out and do it. So I encourage whoever is listening to really look inside yourself and say, what is it? What is it? Is it your neighbor? Is it at your work? Is it in the inner city? But don't give up. And if God's put something on your heart to do, just do it. Mm -hmm. Just do it. I remember years ago when my kids were little, my son Brian was in the hospital and he was very sick. He was um, actually diagnosed with cystic fibrosis, but he got healed of it. And But when we were in the hospital, I noticed so many of those kids and those mamas that were in there by themselves. And we're talking, this was, you know, 37 years ago. We didn't have no money, but I worked as a, a sampling lady and we got little, I was giving out certs. And so we had little boxes left over. So we actually made those little boxes up into Easter baskets with the little things that we had. And I took my boys and we went and we delivered them at the, at the hospital. Oh. And, the, and so use what you have. And this was just, just me being a, a young mom of three kids and one sick and, and we just did it. And so look inside and look at your resources. What do we have? Even during this pandemic, you know, what do our neighbors need? What does the teachers need? And sometimes it's just an encouraging word. We all have things that we can give. And that's what really will bring you out of, of the funk, so to speak. Because yeah. when we get in those funks and those depressions, we have a choice. There's a crossroad right at that moment. And I have found that when I'm in those crossroads, being a funk and I can either go left or right, and I know left is going away from what God has called me to do, or right is continuing on. I just need to look in myself and to do something for somebody else, and then the, God reveals what the next step is. It really is about giving. But isn't that what Jesus did? I mean, he gave us his life, right? Right. Yeah. So when we give, God speaks to us. I so believe that when we give of ourselves, God speaks to us, and then we can continue on, and he will fill us up with the joy, and he will continue to encourage us in these hard times, not to give up, but to continue to take that next step. Sometimes it's just a little baby step because it's really tough. But if we take those baby steps, God's going to continue to help us to start to lunging and then to running and to really experience all that he has for us. That's good. Yeah. Uh, the On Saturday for the Unite Phoenix event, um, my friend, and our friend, Pastor Josh, from Banner Church, uh, he came out and he's like, hey, where would you like me to go? I was thinking about going to Harvest Compassion Center because a lot of his people are going there. I said, can you please, please go to Jumpstart? Um, and the main reason for that is they have this thing, Love the Block, that they're doing. I think they've been doing it 31 weeks as a church uh, where they've adopted a block uh, in South Scottsdale and they go every Thursday out and they just find different ways to, to love that block. And um, sometimes it's getting pizzas, sometimes it's getting essential needs that they have. It's, it could be a number of different things that they're doing. But I said, this is, this is someone who's been doing this for over 20 <laughs> years, loving a, a block, um, several blocks in Chandler. And I said, I, I think you're going to like it. I think you're going to pick up on it. So I don't know. I, I need to talk to him and just see what the impact was. Um, but knowing that there's other pastors out there, I, I don't want to be negative or anything like that, but I think the church is missing this large, largely. Uh, I feel like the church is missing this component, but what would be some encouragement for those pastors? Is it, sure. is it relatively simple to start something like this up? Go back even 20, 20 plus years ago to when you first started. It is simple. Yeah. You simply knock on doors and you yeah. meet needs. I actually just started at the church that I go to a community group and it's called discuss, decide and do. And mm -hmm. we're meeting on Thursdays and it's with that same aspect that you're talking about because sometimes people want to do something. They simply don't know what to do. And so we're meeting and we're discussing and then we're deciding and then we're doing last week. We made up 15 bags for the homeless and lunches. And we also made up the bags for jumpstart I was really excited. I didn't have to do them all by myself. So it's kind of free labor. <laughs> and, <laughs> but, but it was wonderful. And I, I encourage the pastors just to look and to pray, to drive around where your church is, to look up the statistics of where the, the high poverty areas are. Don't be afraid to go knock on doors. People are really receptive. And if you think about it, Cox people knock on doors, you know, 
all sorts of different businesses knock on doors all the time. So why shouldn't the church? And yeah. simple as knocking on the door and having a, a goodie bag of just maybe even just some candy and where your church is and just say, you know, we just want you to know that we noticed you, that you are cared about, and can we pray for you? And not to be afraid. And if you're rejected, say 10 times, well, what about the 11th time that you can pray for somebody mm-hmm. and impact their life? Maybe prevent a suicide, a, a healing when somebody is sick. And I, I know that God heals. Mm-hmm. It's easy. So I would encourage the pastors, it's just simple as to go. And you don't need a big team. Be safe, obviously, but you don't need a big team. You just need to go. Mm-hmm. And be God-led of where to go. And God will show up. I think of that. I mean, what if Mr. Egley would not have knocked on my door, you know, 50 years, 50 some years ago? Yeah. This little girl that was so backwards and so confused, dad just got out of jail and being abused and all this ugliness in my household. But yet somebody simply followed what God told him to do was knock on doors. Can you imagine? He had a full-time job. He wasn't a pastor. He just simply went. Mm -hmm. So I would encourage you not to... Not to overthink. I think we try to overthink and we try to plan and we try to to make these step one, step two, step three. Is simply get together, decide what you're going to do, and just go do it. It's as simple as that. Yeah, yeah, that's that's so true. It's it's you know we we get these big grand ideas in our minds of well, I can't do it until I, I can't go out until I have you know the the food budget or I can't go out until I have the, the event lined up right. and, and what you're saying and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but what you're saying is simply just get off your butt, <laughs> right? Get yes. off your butt and just go out into your neighborhood yes. and maybe, maybe it's starting with your next door neighbor. It could be, you know, and, and I think of the neighborhood that I live in and, and, and the opportunity that I have to talk with my neighbors. I left the house this morning. My neighbor was walking her dog and I stopped. I put the window down in the truck. Hey, how's your morning? How's everybody doing? Hope you have a great day. I'll see you yes. later. You know, and and if we're not willing to do that, maybe we should say this. If you're not willing to to do this to your neighbor, maybe you should shouldn't be out there at all. Right. Yeah. And I'm just saying that's that's for another day, I guess. But um <laughs> but man, ruffle some feathers today. Woo! But uh, at least you didn't say it's better that you're not alive. Like, yeah, I, I, yeah. I didn't know. Where no, you're... no, no, I wasn't going to go that far. But uh, but but the reality is, is, is you know, just go out there mm-hmm. because there's people that are waiting. Yes. Right? It's not necessarily people are coming to you. Right. And saying here, Joanne, I am, you know, sing a song to me. <laughs> right. They're, they're not doing that. No, it's you going, you being proactive, you you doing living out the calling that God's put on your life and it's simple and it's, it's simple. easy it is scary right that first it's, it's, oh, it's yeah. that first note of that first song you know and you're like man I hope this doesn't fail well but, I remember when we first started at on the California street our new area I mean years ago it's not new anymore but my husband wouldn't let me go by myself because we weren't established in that area yet so yeah. I had him come with me and I met another young man he goes oh I remember when you gave me a bike one year and yeah I said well dude I said anything that you need now he goes yeah we need some toothpaste and so he kind of went through this short list right <laughs> so I went and we bought the stuff and so my husband says well I'm going with you I said okay and so we went and brought him the stuff I knocked on the door and I said well where is so and so and they go oh he's around the corner I go around the corner I said hey I got your toothbrush and as i was looking the cops had him face down handcuffing him and taking him away and the police go i don't think he's gonna need the toothbrush where he's going but it (laughs) reminded me of just going and doing and making you know making a difference and it is kind of scary sometimes but then you get established yeah and and people know you yeah and i'm even at the corner where the guy's this was a really cool van story because the guys always are waiting for work, right? Well, I admire them that they'll stay out there all day to get, hopefully to get some work, right? 
So I go and I bring them food, but normally it's with the white van. So they know me. And so I went with my a personal van. And so they all like bombarded me because they think <laughs> I'm going to hire them. I went, no, no, no. So I stepped out and they go, oh, don't you usually come with your white van? You always feed us. You need to come with your white van. And so it's just making that, that yeah. establishment of who you are. But again, it's just, you just have to go. Yeah. Don't be afraid. Just go. Take that next step. Knock on the door. Go to a teacher. Give a teacher a goodie bag with no strings attached. Just go. Just yeah. do something. Yeah. yeah. Just do something. This, I mean, that's what Jesus said. He said, go and make disciples. Yes. He didn't say, wait for Somebody. ABC to happen and then go, right? Like, and, but I think we're, we're programmed to think that way, mm -hmm. right? Like, for example, maybe this is not the right example, but you know, say you need to buy a new car. You know, you're not just going to go to the, the car dealership and not check your bank account, not make sure that you have the funding. You're not just going to go say, oh, yep, I want to buy that car. Doesn't matter, you know. Yeah. Right. But that's not how God's kingdom works. God says, just go. Just go. And find my sheep, find my people and and love them, encourage them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. Because he wants to be involved. He wants you to rely on him. So yeah. if you got everything planned out, where's the room for him to actually, you know, be showing off, you know, what, yeah. what he's able to do? Yeah. Where's the glory, right? Yeah. Then right. That's when that's we, funny. that's when we as leaders, we fall right? Because we get so puffed up and, and become so prideful that it's like, yeah. well, look what I did. You know, I made the connection that provided this free van for me. And this is what I've been able to do. Right. And, and, and Joanne, there's nothing in you that is like that, which is, <laughs> I mean, you know, people need to hear that and see that is, is every time I see you, every time you're, whether it's here or the different things that, that I've seen you at is, is like, everything always points back to God. Everything points back yeah. to Jesus and your relationship with him. And, and you're just grateful and you're thankful for him and what he's doing and that he's allowed you to be. And I think that's why you found with the sparkle in your eye, with the <laughs> smile on your face, you know, and, and you've been instrumental in my family's life. Like, you know, my wife had some health issues over the past several years here and, and, I don't even know how you found out about them, but somehow we had a conversation and, and next thing I know, you're like, Hey, well, I want to bring a meal. And we're like, you know, part of me is like, Joanne, you've got so much <laughs> going on. Like, there's no reason to drive across town to deliver a meal. And you're like, no, mm -hmm. I want to. Mm -hmm. And you did and you made it and it was delicious. I remember it. It was, you know, but you made it easy for us. You, you made it so we could throw it in the freezer and pull it out whenever we needed it. And mm -hmm. you didn't have to do that. You had hundred other things on your plate, but you were just being obedient to what God wants you to do and how he wants you to live your life. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I really would like to hear about some of these miraculous things that have happened. You don't, you can go back 20 years or you can go back 20 <laughs> minutes, Joanne. Um, but if you can, let us She's like, just... it's a miracle that I got here. <laughs> I <know. laughs> Let's just start with that. No. But just where God's shown up supernaturally, oh, where yes. you know it's him. I, I'm sure there's countless uh, times that that's happened, but give us, give us a couple if you can. Oh, of course. Please. I was, I was over at my son's house actually to take care of the kids so they could talk with missionaries. And once the kids were asleep, I started talking and sharing stories. And I thought I need to leave because these are their friends. And I yeah. <laughs> started me talking about miracles, man, God has done so much. Mm -hmm. Well, I remember the first time we even backed it with jumpstart. The first time that I had this grand idea that I was going to give everybody a Christmas present. Mm -hmm. And I think people thought I was kind of crazy, but that's kind of how I am. But I spoke it and that's what we're going to do. Well, unbeknownst to me, the word got out that we were giving out Christmas presents. So we had way more kids than we had presents. And I was starting to get worried. Now, my son, Jeremiah, is a very much a faith man and a faith kid. He's been on so many mission trips and he would just tell me, mom, God's got this in control. Would you quit worrying? Mom, mom. And so I had to like trust God. These kids lined up and we had no more toys. And I knew we didn't because I'm the one that put him in the van. But somehow... I knew it was God, but they kept going in and pulling out more toys, pulling out more toys. They found toys in crevices. I didn't even know that was in the van. <laughs> and until every child had a toy. And as soon as that last child had a toy, there was no more toys. 
And it was just amazing to see that God cared about these kids. And sometimes people go, well, you're just bribing them to come in here about Jesus to get a toy. No, we want to bless them with a toy while we're telling them about Jesus and that they matter and that that somebody cares about them and that we see them. And God, it's just amazing how he does that. As far as healing goes, I've experienced healing in my own life. My son Jeremiah went to Papua New Guinea when he was 17, and he came back with malaria, and he was sick. Hmm. very sick. He was in and out of the hospital. It's not an American disease, so nobody knew what to do. And it was just a scary time. And I remember having a talk with God because I prayed Psalms 91 over him and that he wouldn't even hit his foot on a stone. And that's exactly what he did. He had staph infection in his foot because he hit his foot on a stone, being sick with malaria, (laughs) came home. And I went, I don't understand this, God. And at the same time, my son was going into the Marines. He uh, came back and after 9-11 happened, he was going to go in the Marines and he was going to Iraq. And so I wasn't very happy in the parking lot with the Lord, but just being honest with him. But God sent somebody, he struggled for a year. And then Kevin Cooley came by and he is a missionary that was from India and he prayed for Jeremiah and he was completely healed. And he has not had one ounce. And they were saying, oh, you're going to deal with this the, uh, the rest of your life. You're going to be sick, completely healed of malaria. And so, I mean, I know that God sees and that God heals and it might not always be in our time, but we can't give up. I mean, just think if I would have got frustrated and left God at that point, I would have missed Jeremiah's miracle. Mm-hmm. The first time I went to the Philippines, I remember very vividly, I was in the shower, taking a shower and I told God, I said, I don't want to be one of these people that just go on a mission trip and then pat yourself on the back, check it off your list. Okay. I've been to my mission trip. Okay. I've done that done, done deal. I go, I want to come back again. And by the way, I want to see a miracle. (laughs) Sometimes we forget to ask God for these things. He's just waiting for us to ask him. He's waiting for us to challenge him. I mean, how much, I mean, even when my children come and ask for something challenging, you know, what they want to do is like, Oh, I can't believe you want to go on a mission trip. Let's do this thing. And so I asked him to see a miracle that day. And we were going to go pray for a, a lady that had a child and uh, lived in a horrible situation right across the garbage dump. And we've just seen some really tough, tough situations. And her child was a, a vegetable. Um, and we were going to go visit and be able to pray. But when we got there, she was actually in labor and having trouble. Now we're talking about this itty bitty room on an inch thick mat. The midwife had some t-shirts and one glove on and, she was struggling. And so I asked my interpreter, I said, well, can I pray for her? And so I prayed for her and my two sons were with me at the time. And so the guys that were with me went outside, obviously, and I was able to pray. And within about 45 minutes, that baby was born and it was, and I was able to help name him Joshua. And that's been 14 years ago and we're still instrumental in his life. And I was just like, God, thank you for the miracle that we saw. Thank you for the miracle. And he also gives opportunities to, to, to train us and to show us and to lead us in the right way and to change our thinking. We were walking in the Philippines again and a child was crying. So I asked the dad, I said, well, can I pray with them? Is he sick? And, and you know, I have some candy and he just kind of looked at me like you're a stupid American. She's hungry. <laughs> <laughs> and the child was starving. And it's like, oh, I said, I'm so sorry. Well, where can we buy milk? So we went, and by that time, and then we had this little enchilada following us, like, okay, what's this white lady going to really do, right? So we went, I bought all the milk that they had. It was dried milk that they used there. And it just showed me that God sometimes will use us to be able to pray for them and healed physically. And sometimes it's the it's the physical need that they need, whether it's a toy, whether it's milk, and to be able to provide for all of those needs. I was at a different country and we were able to pray for people. And this one gentleman wanted to be able to read the Bible and we had a pair of readers. And when we gave him, he jumped, jumped up and down. He was able to see for the first time and to be able to read. He wanted to read the Bible to his grandkids, a dollar pair of readers and the miracle that it was that happened. And every time I go, it's like, God, whether it's a miracle of giving a hug or a miracle of, of giving a toy or a miracle of praying and seeing people be healed and jumping around and, and shouting for joy. God is just, he's in the business of miracles yeah. and to yeah. be able to pray. And so many times people have said, well, you came at the right time. They had no food and we gave them food. We went um, to a family and we had food for them. Again, this was in the Philippines, but it happened in the, in my, in my site also. And we really felt led to bring up this rice up to the top of the mountain. And when we got up there, we found out that the pastor and his wife were dying because they were starving to death. And so we were able to 
to bless them. And they were just like blown away that God spoke to us to bring this food for them. And then they were able to share it with their congregation. And just as itty bitty church, you know, cooking outside, but it was just amazing. So when I, when I get, you know, you know, those down times that we talked about when we need to be filled up with joy, I look back to see where God has showed up, where God has done miracles, whether it be healing, whether it be providing for the rice, whether it's be providing for, you know, a family, diapers, wipes, and just to be able to see God's miracles um, to, to play out because he's in the business of miracles, Amen. healing, loving on people that think that they're unlovable because mm. he cares for everybody. He sees everybody. Wow. That's cool. That's great. I mean, you've seen it here. You've seen it overseas. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, uh, I was preaching the other weekend and, and I used this phrase and it's kind of been in my, my mind, but it's like this, just the fingerprint of God yes. over your life and everything you do, you just see the fingerprint of God. Right. And, and, um, it's just this beautiful analogy of, of you being able to look back and you can also look forward yes. and know without a doubt that he's going to show up. Um, so in a previous podcast that we were, we recorded, we were talking about just perseverance and endurance and, and enduring through challenging times. And, and you're a, you're a busy body. You're, you're a go, go. <laughs> right. And, and you said, if you, how'd you say it? If you, if you feel like if you stop and rest, then you're not going to be able to go any longer. Yes. You, you said something like that earlier. And, and, but, uh, maybe what, how is a way, um, cause one of the things we talked in that podcast about was, was spending time in the presence of the Lord. Yes. Spending time in the presence. And also we talked about rest and Sabbath and what that looks like. And, um, Hopefully you don't prove us. We, it's biblical, right? It's, it's, it's a command. I was I'm say, like, Joanne is Joanne, speaking oh, to something yeah. different here. So she's been sipping that other juice. Uh, I'd like some of that because anyways, um, but, uh, but, but what does, what does Sabbath look like for you and your life? Um, mm -hmm. Because you have such a, a big heart to give and to, to reach needs, but obviously you're, you're doing that from a, a place of, fullness right a place of your life is full you're full of energy you're full of just joy so what does sabbath look like for you well today's sabbath looked like a pajama day at my house <laughs> <laughs> the four grandkids spent the night and i just simply said we're gonna have pancakes and bacon for breakfast and y'all can stay in your jammies and watch what you want yeah and that's exactly what we did yeah. so sometimes sabbath is i i plan for a sabbath uh -huh. It's what are we going to do with my husband? It's he likes certain movies and certain things that we watch. So it's sitting down, watching, holding hands and just vegging and watching a yeah. show that we want to watch. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's just, you know, cooking together. It's finding something to do or it's just resting and being okay with it. It took me a long time just to be okay with just resting yeah. and not doing anything. Yeah. And today was just, it was a fun day because we didn't do anything and yeah. the kids, the kids need that too. They need that. I think that today in our world with baseball, whatever the kids are involved with, I think that, I mean, even now people are still doing that. So, yeah. and persevering is taking time. And like you were saying earlier, looking back, perspective, mm -hmm. reflecting, resting, but knowing that you're going to push through because God has allowed you to go through every obstacle that you had from the beginning. Yeah. And to continue to do that. Yeah. And to find times of rest. And like also make time to go to church, make time to spend time with the Lord, to surround yourself with the people with like-mindedness. Yeah. I think that energizes me more than anything besides the Lord is being around people like-minded that can just like this podcast, right? Yeah. We're talking and I'm going to be encouraged when I leave hearing your guys' stories and knowing what, what we can do and what we're going to be doing. And that mm -hmm. energizes. So listen to the right things. Put yourself in the position of being able to be refreshed from the Lord yeah. and spend those times of just refreshment and not feeling guilty when you have a pajama day <laughs> and you're not being productive at all, but yeah. you are because then you can rest. Yeah. I just talked with a teacher and she just seemed very tired this past Thursday, I was talking with her and she goes, I just want to rest, but I'm going to feel guilty because I didn't get nothing done. And so I told her, I said, I'm giving you permission 
to rest and to rejuvenate however you need to do that because I need you to be there for my special needs grandchild. I said, so if somebody asks you, don't you feel guilty about doing nothing? Well, then I told my daughter-in-law, Catherine, that, and she looked at me. She goes, well, are you going to do that too? Yeah. (laughs) She's like, listen to your words, mom. Yeah. And I think that's what we have to do is first make Make time, God, number one. Don't neglect your family. Because yes. sometimes we can be so busy that we neglect our family. So rest and Sabbath is making time for the family of whatever. For myself, it's like, what does my husband like to do? Even though I might not like to sit and watch football, <laughs> I'll make the dinner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I will smile and root for my team. <laughs> uh. But find those times and not feeling guilty about not doing them. But then have a balance and mm-hmm. get up. And once you're rejuvenated, once you've rested, to know that there's more work to do out there. Yeah. I'm not planning on ever retiring. (laughs) That's not biblical, I don't think. I don't think it is. is. Steve. (laughs) (laughs) Steve is like, I'm retiring, so. Well, uh, I can retire and get my pension, but I'll still do it. (laughs) Yeah, I hear you. There'll be more freedom. Uh, Yeah. And and that's, I mean, we talked about it in that earlier about just that rest component and, yes. and just spending time. Um, I, for me, vacation has always revolved around work. Um, so whether it's going to California for a conference and squeezing a day in there of a yes. little bit of vacation or going back and to Ohio and, and squeezing in and, and there's been just, just proactive decisions that Stephanie and I have had to make as a family and and mainly me because she's the one that's always pushing it and and i i always push back but um we took a a vacation earlier this well middle of of, uh 2020 and we were gone for i don't know seven days just the two of us uh no work nothing and it was probably one of our favorite vacations ever and because we feel we felt like we truly unplugged Mm -hmm. and disconnected from from work even though work is life, right? We we disconnected and and we came back energized, rejuvenated. I wanted to move to Florida after that. <laughs> I still want to move to Florida. Um, so God, if you're listening, I mean, God, you're listening. I know you are. But but you know, it was just it was so <laughs> energizing um, yes. for us, and and I came back refreshed because at that point in time, we were four months into COVID and I was busier than I was before. We were busier than we were before. You, you know, yeah. you can experience that or you can. It was crazy. Cause I was thinking, okay, downtime, but uh, uh-uh, it was busier than ever. Yeah. Cause there was all these needs, right? Yes. There was all these new needs that quickly were surfacing, you know, and maybe we weren't able to do our programming, but mm-hmm. families needed toilet paper, family, families needed dish soap, you know, like probably we gave away a lot of food, um, but dish soap was one of those things that I never even thought of, you know, I was like, oh man, everybody's got dish soap, they but don't. like people were in need of that just as much as they were in need of toilet paper. And so, um, my thing I, was fabuloso. I yeah. didn't even know what fabuloso was, but it's the cleaning product of the, uh, the their choice cleaning product. Yeah. Yeah. I, that purple, oh, that man, purple, that stuff, <laughs> burn, that stuff burns my nose. <laughs> Do you like the smell yeah. of fabuloso, Steven? Sure. Sure. A little bit. I'm okay <laughs> yeah. with that. Uh, it's good. It's okay. Yeah. We have we have a rule here at Aimright that we're not allowed to use Fabuloso. <laughs> so, <laughs> Man, I, I had some in the car. I know what to get you for Christmas. Uh, <laughs> crazy. Everybody crazy. that's listening, send them Fabuloso, yeah. and then I can bless my yes. family. Uh, <laughs> there we go. I'll give it away. Yep. Give it away. Here you go. Fabuloso for you and for you. Fabuloso and... for you. Oh, man. But going back to the resting time, it is. I know a couple times when my husband actually, we went someplace that wasn't family, that wasn't, you know, it was amazing. And mm-hmm. we do need to take those times. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. So anybody that's listening, take time to rest, rejuvenate, then decide, and then go and do. I'm so glad that didn't backfire. I was, as soon as I said, let's talk about Sabbath. I was like, man, she, she earlier said that she doesn't rest. And I'm like, oh man, that, that could have been bad. Ask what Bible you're reading out. Who knows what would have happened. Oh man. So Joanne, what, what does the future look like for Jumpstart Ministries? Mm. Wow. That's a good question. Mm -hmm. 
I am excited that the kids are starting to come to church on Sunday too. So we have a, some, obviously not the 125 kids, but they're starting to come. And I see a new breakthrough where they're being acclimated to be able to know how to maybe come to the, the youth group and the kid con and the camps and the different things, because mm -hmm. I can see where when we solidify God in their life is going to affect their families even more and them in a, in a long way. We'll continue to do what we do. I have no aspiration to stop what we're doing, but continuing to move on to the next level as far as um, camps goes and bringing kids to church and impacting their families. Yeah. Uh, we, our van that you spoke of earlier is dead. And so we have no, the big van. So it is going to be raising funds to buy, find a cargo van that we can carry our stuff in. Um, maybe a little bit more mobile, mobile, so we can go to different places easier, continue the homeless ministry and the, the needs of the people. And so it's continuing to do the same, but yet continue to grow and to be open with the new ideas. And my prayer is that more people would get involved. And like you were talking about the church that's doing it, that people would want to come and to see what we do to re re redo it in their own neighborhood. And, you know, cause we're, we were based off of somebody, somebody had to show us what to do and to be able to come along, but not to, not just to do it for the, the year or the, you know, the nine weeks and then be done with it. It's not just mm -hmm. a vacation Bible school that you just do and then be done, but maybe it's a vacation Bible school that you do and then continue to build on that. Yeah. So I can just see just continuing to grow away to be able to help them to go to college and the, the continued relationships yeah. and to find somebody that will come alongside of me that, you know, as I get older, <laughs> can do the heavy lifting and, and the things, you know, I think about that. It's like, yeah. well, what, what, what would happen, you know? Mm -hmm. So, but continuing just to continue and to see it to grow. But I am really excited. We had a big family fun night at our church. And one thing that I saw was actually two moms brought their kids and oh, they're English speaking moms. And so it was like that next step of, I didn't have to bring them. I still brought my, my van was full with my 11 kids. And then my son brought my four grandkids. And then one mom brought five kids and another mom bought four kids. So I, I warned the kids pastors like, uh, like I have like 25 <laughs> there. <laughs> wow. yeah, uh, bring the whole crew. Yeah. And that's yeah. what I see. I really want to be able to connect God with the kids, but also with the, with the moms and, with the families and as the kids are growing to be able to, how to connect them with, mm. with the, with the church, mainly basically mostly with God, that yeah. God would be the God of their life and not just coming to jumpstart, but it will really impact them for their future. Mm. So cool. Yeah. Uh, I know there's a lot of people out there, they're hearing this story, they want to get involved. Uh, Jumpstart-ministries.org is the yes. website, I believe. You can follow on social media, um, come out to Unite Phoenix event. I think that's a great way to really test yes. drive and to come and, and just be blessed uh, with a great morning doing that. But um, is there anything else, any other opportunities you can see of for people getting involved, even on a weekly basis, if they're able to do that? Yeah, weekly basis. Well, obviously, there's always with nonprofits is it's it's a given for financial support. If yeah. people forget about yep. the insurances and all the back stuff that we have to take care of, mm -hmm. but on a weekly, we start up in March, and we do every Saturday. Even though Unite Phoenix once a month, we do every Saturday. We're always needing snacks. If your kids need service hours, but they 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 can't get out, do a a snack drive. And that way you can get the kids involved. If you want your kids to stay connected with God, having them do something with, with the ministry is one way to keep them connected. Mm -hmm. There's other ways just to come and to help organize, organize a storage unit. So if you need service projects, but you don't feel comfortable going out on the streets, there's always something to do. So you can just uh, look us up on Facebook or Instagram or the website and get, get in touch with me. Good. I, I definitely want to share this because this is really cool. From Saturday, uh, from that serve event, there was a family that came out. I don't even think I told you this, uh, but there was a family that came out. And at the beginning of that event, I always share it. It's, it seems to be similar every time, but I, I say things like, hey, I know maybe it was tough getting out here this morning. Maybe you wanted to sleep in, you know, maybe 
there was something on Netflix to watch or whatever <laughs> it is. Uh, but I always say, I guarantee you at the end of this, you, you won't regret it. You won't regret that you came to this. You won't even be thinking about that Netflix show. You'll be happy you came out. And I, I mentioned something similar to that in the family. When we were out there, it was towards the end. I'm like, how'd you like it? They're like, you should ask our kids because our kids were like that this morning. They didn't want to come. They didn't want to come to the event. Um, they were like, what are you bring, dragging me to mom and dad? And they said they had a blast. Oh, so I, I always just try to encourage people. Sometimes you think about it and you're like, man, this is a bunch of people I don't even know, like strangers, kids, you know, I don't know what to expect and what can I really do? How can I contribute? You will be blessed It'll beyond, beyond reason. So it's good. Yeah. Yeah. It's yes. Cool. I was talking with that same family and the girl was uh, folding up the the clothes mm-hmm. and the parents were looking at her and like, uh, so now we know you can do it. Yeah. <laughs> can you do that yeah. at home? So parents, oh, there's, there's some great fringe benefits here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. about it. But it's true. Yeah. And and really a family, you know, the, the old saying that family that prays together stays together. Yeah. Totally true. 100%. But also the family that serves together, I believe, stays together when you keep God yeah. first. Yeah, that's good. so good. That's good wisdom. So good. Well, hey, as we kind of wrap up here, I mean, man, I, as always, these these times for us, maybe Stephen and I do this so we can just be continually encouraged. And <laughs> he's like, yes. But it, it's thank you for sharing your story and just your experiences of how you've seen God move and work and how you've, God's helped you to push through um, challenging times. And, and we know that that there's even some challenging things ahead, right? There's yes. some things that there's some unknowns, right, yes. in, in your future. And and so we want to want to take some time to pray and, and just close us out here. Um, but man, if you're listening to this today um, and you want to know how to get involved, maybe maybe you're not able to go. Maybe you're not able to to step out and do something. Um, Jumpstart Ministries is a place that that we can without a doubt with every ounce of confidence in us say go and support joanne and her team and and maybe you heard it uh she she's got some needs um her van's broken down i know the the van has been not your not your new van not my new van but your 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 event van the van that you use that's got the stage that's got all that stuff um that that's your mobile church yes. is broke down and yes. i know that's been a continual thorn in your husband's side. I've, <laughs> yes. I've heard stories. Um, and, and also maybe you're listening today. Maybe you've got a van sitting in your back of your house. Maybe you, uh, work for a dealership and you've got a, a van or something, but man, um, if you're listening and, and you got a connection, uh, we'll have some links I'm sure in, in the description on, on how to, uh, help Joanne and, and, and snacks, man, at aim right here, we go through snacks like crazy and mm-hmm. um and kids just want something mm-hmm. it, it just something simple it can be it could be one cookie and they're excited unless you gave them like six cookies the week before then they're like <laughs> why did i only get one um but but even if it's like she said doing a donation drive at your church get your youth group involved get your your small group involved collect snacks um something we've started doing at aim right is we take the paper lunch sacks and we draw on them, encouraging messages, encouraging pictures. So if you're listening to this today, uh, my challenge for you is get your group together, get your crew together, get some paper bags. They're at the dollar store. They're cheap. You can get snacks at the dollar store. Go to the Dollar Tree because it's actually a dollar. Um, maybe they could be like our first sponsor. Good advice. No. <laughs> but, uh, but, but go and, 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 and we'll let you know how you can get connected with Joanne and how you could get some of these to, things to her and, and the children and the families that she's serving. And um, just bless them and, and really support them what they're doing. And thank you, Joanne. Thank you for going. Thank you for thank doing you. so much for the kingdom. Well, thank you guys. Yeah. You're an encouragement. So make it. Well, a uh, yeah, we'll wrap up with prayer here and, um, Stephen, you got one prayer left in you. Or? Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> of course, of course, of course. Uh, bring in uh, the closer here. Yep. Father, we just thank you, Lord. Um, thank you. Lord, that it is part of your great joy to utilize men and women all over this world for your purpose. Lord, we're so thankful for that. Lord, I I firmly believe you could step on the scene at any time, and and you have, Lord, and done miraculous things, Lord. But there's just something about it where you just love using and utilizing people like Joanne, 
Lord, to be the hands and feet, to go out and to, to speak about your son, Jesus, Lord, to others. And um, I, like Caleb said, Lord, this is a ministry that makes a dollar stretch out so much, Lord, and and does so much, Lord, with, with very little sometimes, Father. And we pray blessings, Lord, blessings on Jumpstart Ministries, on the Sweeney family, Lord, on all of her kids, Lord. We pray also, Lord, I just have it on my heart uh, to speak specifically to for wisdom uh, for her kids, uh, Lord, her direct kids, Lord. Uh, and that might be just in decisions that they're making, Lord, but I just pray for godly wisdom in their lives, Lord, and, and just uh, good health, Father, and um, Lord, I, I, I pray that Jumpstart Ministries, Lord, would continue just to be the beacon of hope to so many uh, for generations to come, Lord, and that this would be a legacy, Lord, that is, is where people look at it and they just see your son, Jesus, Lord. They just know. They know that you're in it and the Holy Spirit is guiding it, Lord. And um, we just thank you. We thank you for the abundance of, of grace that you show us and, and the joy, the absolute joy that we see uh, in Joanne, Lord, in all that she does. We love you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, hey, thanks for joining us today, Joanne, thank for you. coming up and, and, and making the trek to downtown Phoenix. I know <laughs> I've lived here long enough to know that that's, that feels like a, a journey. <laughs> But uh, thanks for coming out here Thank you. Uh, and joining us today. Hey, if you're listening to the Urban Connect podcast, thanks for joining us and, and being a part of our uh, day. And, and we uh, just are grateful that you took the time to, to listen and, and to join us. And so um, if you can, make sure to, to like and subscribe and, and share this with your friends, share this with your families. Um, we, all, as always, we want to encourage you to go out to your neighborhood, to your community, make a difference make an impact for the kingdom of God, and simply go do something. Have a great day. Talk to you soon.